Hello and welcome to the fourth edition of the Shallow Impact Podcast. You can follow it on Twitter at Pod Impact. I am, of course, Caleb B. You can follow me on Twitter at I am Caleb B. Joined once again by my good friend, my hermano, my brother, John D., who you can follow on Twitter at Jorge Blanco. John, how are you? Not ya? as good as I was the first three attempts that we had tonight. I don't know what you're talking about. This is the first and only time we've recorded this episode. Uh, um, fresh direct. Yeah, fresh start. We're like the Febreze brothers in here. Um, <laughs> speaking of someone who might use a little bit of Febreze, we start the show off. Trey Miguel comes out, man. Bong rip and everything. Kicking it off with the world title on the line. You there? Yeah, I'm okay, there. Sorry. <laughs> got, got a little afraid for a second. You've been here from the um, Yeah, so what did you think about this starting the show? Uh, Not a fan. I think is, I get why you closed with what you closed with, but I feel like, minus, of course, the bit the Gallows did at the end of the show. You could have done that exact same thing in the opening spot, and that's why I would have had Eddie Edwards and Trey go on last. Yeah, I, I'd agree completely with that. Yes. Uh, but the match, of course, between Eddie and Trey, which I knew was going to be you know, very good, uh, didn't surprise me one bit because, yes, it was very good. There was definitely some cool stuff that they did in this match. Mm-hmm. I liked um, Eddie was going for the Tiger Driver. And Trey countered it, countered it into uh, Hurricane Rana. I actually have it written down in my notes as a Hootie Rana because uh, Ed Ferrara. Um, <laughs> but then right after that, Eddie nails the Tiger Driver. And I, I bit. Like, I really thought Eddie was actually going to win off this Tiger Driver, which, uh, silly old me. Um, what do you think of – because, okay, for a lot of these matches, I didn't write down copious notes, but um, – what do you think of the finish here? The rebound into the Boston. New I like the way they set that up. I didn't write a ton of notes for this match, but I got a few. Um, I know Josh called mm-hmm. Trey the next AJ Styles, and I agree with that completely. Yeah, I think he. I don't know if yeah, he's ever going to be pretty- that level, but I think he could definitely be Impact's next star. I was talking about him before his anniversary. Absolutely, I really think he could be the next face of the company. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you just got to hope that hopefully within the next two years, Impact establishes itself as more than a feeder and we get to keep them. But, you know, we'll we'll see where that goes. But, yeah, the match was good, of course. Eddie goes over. Uh, Eric Young immediately interrupts after the match is over. Eddie wants him to come down and fight. I, I knew as soon as Eddie called him out, like, okay, that's not happening. Yeah. What do you think with this? Do you think this is going to be put off till slant, uh, till Bound for Glory, or do you think we're getting it before? I think it's a TV program that probably will uh, come to a close, I'd say, around September, early September, I'm guessing. That sounds about right, but I'm just a little torn because I'm starting to think that they may do the tag titles in the main event of Bound for Glory one way or the other. Yeah, sounds reasonable, but, you know, I'm not convinced – that Rusev isn't going to show up for the company, to be completely honest with you. With everybody else who showed up, it would make some sense. But that would be a big, yeah. big get for them. A lot bigger than everybody. Even that, would be. that would be. And you know what would be, like, I think would be really interesting would be a Rusev and Eddie Edwards match, especially, I mean, even without a world title on the line, I think the match itself would be pretty interesting. But for him to go immediately into a world title program... Like I said before, I'm not usually a fan of that. Like, well, if it's unannounced, you know, like an Eric Young situation. But, you know, if you give it time to build, it it could work out for you personally. But that's just me hoping more than anything. I don't have any kind of insider knowledge here. I'd like that. But a part of me also just wants to see Rusev and Moose. I think that would be my go-to match. I don't know how you do that. I don't know if you would, you know, put the title on Moose first or – Maybe Moose wins one of the open challenges, or you save it for after Bound for Glory. But I'd really like to see Moose and Rusev at some point. And you know what's funny is I could see them running, even uh, running Moose versus Eddie 
for uh, I guess a unification match, even though one of the titles is like isn't even licensed in kayfabe. <laughs> but the championship committee licenses. We'll, we'll see where. Well, but then Moose said the championship committee doesn't exist. <laughs> but then, like, it's the timeline is all jacked <laughs> up, man. Oh, geez. What did we get right after this? Uh, first, Russell has second. Oh, sorry. Before we go on there, there was a good quote by Eric Young. And because when I do the hero cast, I try to keep track of quotes too. But Eric Young says, just remember, your fate is guided by me. Yeah, that was a good one. I got a couple kinda, later on, but I like that one too. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. Uh, first segment of Wrestle House. I was so excited. This was so good. I've legit been waiting. Legit been waiting a week. Um, and the first thing Taya wants to do, immediately she wants to leave. Of which course. makes sense. Yeah. And then she, we see Rosemary doing some sort of sorcery or witchcraft, and Taya goes to open a door. And who should appear, but you see some flames and a very clearly CGI'd Chris Park, a.k.a. Abyss. It's the fiery abyss. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Good work there, man. Uh, let's see right after that. Oh, Johnny Swinger says, I knew that Ms. Ark was in purgatory. Johnny Swinger was so good tonight. The whole show, all the Russell House segments with Swinger were just he amazing. Good. He was great. He was great, man. Um, oh, one, one note I have here. Alicia can't act. By the way, my opinion on that will change by the last segment of Russell house, but so far, not so good. Tommy dreamer pops up as the host of Russell house. And I love it. I love it. Nice surprise as the, the voice of Russell house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I liked, uh, let's see here. Is this the house of hardcore? Oh yeah. One of the deaners, I think it was Jake asked, is this the house of hardcore? And he says, no, you idiot. This house was an investment. I had to cash those ECW checks before they, before they bounced on me. Good stuff. Good stuff. Everybody in this whole thing was great. I just want this to be all of them from now on. I, I wouldn't say all, but no, um, there's certainly a home two for Two hours of Russell House. At least, a, at least a special. Just two hours of Russell House. <laughs> That'd be nice. That'd be nice for one week, I guess. Oh, uh, Taya asks, how long are we going to do this? And Rosemary says, as long as it takes. So that's hopeful for those of us who like comedy and wrestling. Um, I, I don't think we really need to talk too much more about that first segment. Like, I, clearly you loved it. I know I loved it. It only gets better from oh, here. Of course. This was so good. Like, I've been saying since we started. Uh, I did great mean, comedy stuff. Mm-hmm. I did want to note um, there was a plug for, and they showed the trailer twice, actually, but a trailer for a show that we've already ordered, Talking Shop Mania. And, uh, one thing I did want to note that I hadn't paid attention to until earlier this weekend. I didn't realize that Chad Too Bad and Sex Ferguson was a boner yard match. <laughs> it makes sense that it is, and that, of course, made me chuckle. I'm definitely looking forward to that and the uh, the social distancing battle <laughs> royal. It's and I saw and I saw Enzo, aka a real one, cutting a promo. So uh, curious to see about they're that. They're taking too. it as the worst pay per view ever, and I couldn't be more excited for it. I love bad wrestling so Absolutely. much. Absolutely, yeah. It's got like a. I'll give you an example. I love Toxic Avenger. Toxic Avenger knew what it was. Troma knew what they were making. They knew they were making something cheesy, something not traditionally good, and it's become a cult classic because of that. So. <laughs> That just kind of tells you what we got going on there. Oh, so after the break, we go immediately into the second segment of Wrestle House. Um, someone says, no way, Jose. Oh, oh someone suggests uh, someone suggests a truce. I think it's Susie. And then initially, one of the deaners says, no way, Jose. Dreamer immediately cuts him off, says, we didn't sign <laughs> I, him. I didn't catch that. That's really good. I missed yeah. that one. Oh, my gosh. Uh, someone suggests, I think, a handshake. And then someone, oh, Swinger, of course, says, 
Hey, how about we bow Fuji style? <laughs> I, I'm telling you, Swinger is the MVP of Impact, at least tonight. He's so good. John Swinger. I used to say he was simultaneously the best and worst part, but no, now he's just the best part. If we weren't already Ro- if we weren't oh, already cool. Rohit Seekers, we should also be the official Johnny Swinger fan club. Yeah. Uh I'd say swingers, but that's a little lazy. So um we'll figure something There's no out. Swinger with um but yeah, we're definitely <laughs> I did I did <laughs> Never mind. I'm not yep. going yep. to expand on that. Um, <laughs> oh, let's see here. Someone mentions, uh, oh, Tommy Dreamer says there's a million dollar cash prize. I believe Taya says, no, that's not true. Uh, I can't remember. D- did we determine if that's true or not? Is there actually a million dollar cash I prize? Know, but also Dreamer mentioned, I think on Twitter, that somebody's going to get eliminated each week. And they didn't do that this week either. So. I really hope they. I, I well, hope they I go that route and keep this going till Bound for Glory. I want. I want to pay to see who wins Russell House. I don't. I don't want anyone to get eliminated. D- do a winner if you want, uh, but just don't eliminate anyone. I'm also fine with that. Um, that sounds really good to me too. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, this was this was great. Oh. uh, Tommy Dreamer mentions like, oh no, like I said, this was an investment. Used to be an Airbnb. I don't need six bedrooms, and they kind of do the math. Like, oh crap, there's like twelve of us, and there's only six rooms. So there's this mad dash for rooms. Dreamer, like as everyone's kind of rushing around around him, he's kind of like throwing some punches in the air just to kind of ward anyone off who wants to come <laughs> at him. I noticed that. I like Triple XL trying to fit through uh, the door at the same time. I did. I did. Like they were both like okay, as someone who like I'm secure in my heterosexuality, if I'm going on a vacation with um with like a group of friends at an Airbnb, that sort of thing, I've got no problem sharing a bed with a dude. Like we'll sleep ass to ass, it'll be fine. But uh but apparently Team Triple XL did, and yeah, they had the bit with the door with the doorway and I think eventually, uh, who's the not AC Romero half? Larry Legend, right? Or is that the guy from Reno Scum? I get him confused. Uh, that's Luster uh, the Legend. Larry something. Larry something. Larry. Uh, Larry gets the room because that'll that'll be a, a bit later. Um. Oh. <laughs> Kylie and Susie are each arguing with each other on who's going to get the bed, but they're arguing for the other person. <laughs> and and who wants to take the bedroom with them? S- the swing man, Johnny Swinger, comes in, takes the bed, says, hey, you ladies, blah, 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 you want to share the bed? They say, no, we're good. Um, oh, <laughs> what makes this bit even better, because, like, okay, of course they're not going to want to sleep with this, like, 50-something sleazeball. Um what makes this even better is Swinger sees Crazy Steve <laughs> and also him to be the young boy. Crazy Steve says, nah, we're like, we're crazy, not desperate. And then Swinger says, I was talking to the <laughs> monkey anyway. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, that was great. What else happened in this segment? Oh, then we, in this same segment, we get AC Romero and Crazy Steve trying to uh, both go to sleep in the ring. We do, but before that, the Deaners get a room, and they're trying to decide who's going to get the bed. And they keep they're playing rock paper scissors, but both of them keep throwing scissors each time. <laughs> like it's not like they're playing and they each pick the same uh, same option on accident. They keep both of them picking scissors each time. Mm. But eventually, uh, Jake won because uh, we see Jake on the bed later. But <laughs> AC and uh, Steve are going to have a match because they're in the. Oh, okay. AC and Steve are in the ring. Dreamer sees this going on and yells, That's "Match time!" From inside the house. I love it. Dreamer sees this from inside the yeah. house, right? If I remember right. Yes, yes, he did. He saw that somehow. 
Keep in mind, Tommy Dreamer is wearing a white suit at this time. It was really like I said, very like leisure um, suit Larry, Tommy Dreamer. I like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Oh, and then they have a match with Kylie Ray as the ref. Because one and, of the Dinas uh, just so happened to have a referee shirt with him to give her. Yeah. Give her, <laughs> as it were. But, um, yeah. AC wins the match after he... Uh, oh, wait, no, that was later on. Never mind. AC wins the match. Okay. AC Bef- gets the... Before ring. we get to the end of the match, Johnny Swinger, again, two great lines. Um, when AC is trying to hit Steve at one point, he goes, that's the young boy right there. And then later on, he goes, he's got to carry my bags. Take it easy. And I like both of those lines. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Johnny Swinger is great with the uh, the background humor, for sure. So, yeah, uh, Taya, I think at one point it was Taya that says that Kylie, or that, yeah, Kylie was a terrible ref, but, you know, I thought she did fine. Um, let's see here. Oh, Rohit Seeker's yeah. a symbol. Rohit shows up. He walks into Falaba and TJP. Fala hands him a mask. It's a nice little, you know, mask you give to a dentist or a surgeon or whatever. TJP then gives him a neck gaiter. So he's wearing a mask and a neck gaiter. And he basically instigates instigates well, basically his own say, work. Then they also want him to stand six feet away. So it's that whole rule of three thing. Where it's a, he tries to talk and he gets mm-hmm. the mask. Then he tries to talk and he gets the sleeve. Then he tries to talk and they make him stand six feet away. But, yeah. Yep. He basically creates his own work because, again, as we discussed last week, he uh, he's gladly accepted his role as the last resort in Impact Wrestling. He says, like, hey, don't you guys want to get back in the X Division? And like, blah, blah, blah. We like what we're doing here. Basically saying, basically get, getting them to admit they want something with Chris Bay. And so they do. And then Rohit immediately goes to Chris Bay and says, hey, TJP and follow Bob and talking he bad about you. They it. want some of you. You need a he tag. He runs to Chris Bay. He books it like somebody's chasing him. It's great. Well, it's funny. He books it and then he books it because, yes, he booked his own work. A little double entendre there. And now that, now that Chris um, Bay has a target on his back on? because TJP and follow Bob want that title. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even though. Each of the all of those comments were led on by Rohit, but you know it's whatever. You know we're Rohit seekers here; we can forgive. It's no big deal. We appreciate him being clever. Absolutely, yeah. We appreciate some ingenuity here on Shallow Impact. Um, Ace Austin interview. Not much to say here. Says so he'll pay attention to the tag match. Uh, Gia Miller still very attractive. <laughs> That's my only note. <laughs> I will take your silence as you agree. I cannot say one way or the other. <laughs> okay. Um, Motor City Machine Guns vignette. Uh, three teams were repeated in this vignette. Three teams of them beaten up. One was the Young Bucks, a.k.a. Generation Me at the time. One was the Dudleys, a.k.a. Team 3D. And the other was Beer Money. Right after the vignette, um, we cut to the north. Ethan Page is speechless. Josh Alexander is very angry and doing all the speaking. The lion's share of speaking. Of course, that, Ethan. Um, yeah. It's going to be a threat. Yep. Be a threat uh, one I'm going to see a few different people be too sad to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one thing I um, kind of observed, as a lifelong Braves fan, and I don't know if you watch much of the Braves, but uh, there was a catcher named Brian McCann. He retired last year. Did he play for the Yankees for a while? Um, I feel like I remember that name, but I'm not a big baseball guy. I think he played like a year or two for the Yankees, and he played on the Astros team that uh, cheated their way to the uh, 2017 yeah, World Series, but whatever. I feel like I heard that name before. But Josh Alexander looks to me as like a lean and skinny Brian McCann. Yeah, baseball is basically the only sport I don't follow, so – any baseball references I'll, after Chipper Jones are going to be lost. I will, I will look at some side by sides, but I'm pretty sure they look very similar. I'll take you word on that. Um, oh. Ethan tried to speak, but he was just too sad, and that was the end of the segment. There, 
flashback was Motor City Machine Guns versus Beer Money at Victory Road 2010. This was where the Motor City Machine Guns first won the belts. Uh, it was very good. I hated the only thing I hated was the restart. Do you know I like the and I like the spot that caused the restart though. I don't think we've seen anything like that since at least oh, not recently. I should, I should say, I should say, like I did, like you're saying, I liked what caused the restart. I liked uh, that you had father and son. And we don't see counting. Yeah, I was the, saying, we don't see that often because what happened for anybody who missed it was so uh, Baby Hebner gets knocked out. And then Earl comes down, mm-hmm. and now the match keeps going on. But as the match is going on, Baby Hebner wakes up, and then there's both a roll-up and a pin at the same time, and the two of them both count. And they count the three simultaneously, mm-hmm. and so there's no winner, and I like that a lot. Yeah. And it's not it's not one of those situations where, like, one of them starts counting before the other, and the other catches up in their speed. No, they they start the counts at the exact same time, and they keep the yeah, same that time was really, really, That was really kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially when you can't see each other. Um, but yeah, I hated the re- okay. I don't mind restarts in wrestling, but I hate when they're like, "Oh, we're gonna restart it and then gonna do the real finish a minute yeah, later." I, I can see that it should have went a little bit longer after that, maybe. But see, you know what's hard too with these flashback but, moments? They don't give you the whole match, so I don't remember how much they did before. Yeah. If the match was like you know, fifteen twenty minutes before that, and then they did the restart, I can get doing it in a minute, but. If it was just, say, you know, a 10-minute yeah. match, then maybe you want to give them another extra 5 or 10 or whatever. See, I think they went about 15, uh, but the real story here was that th- this was their first win. This was the first time that the Motor City Machine Guns won the tag titles. Um, you could hear it in the crowd. They were very excited to be there and to see those guys win that. That felt like a, a moment realized, yeah. you know? Oh, uh, Katie Forbes promised to break the internet, and uh, we'll see what happens later. Um, not looking forward to that myself. Um, another EC3 vignette. Um, nobody asks, hey, does EC3 work here? Which, that's good. That's good that no one in commentary asked that, because it points out a logical fallacy in the story. But I know... You seem to turn around I, on the EC3 character arc. Am I, am I this right? This promo did a lot for me because I've been pretty clear with the last few podcasts we did that I don't like guys coming into Impact and just being like, okay, I'm serious now. But what I really yeah. liked with EC3 is the way that he said that he's serious because he doesn't like what he's had to do in the past and that he has to undo all mm-hmm. of his past mistakes. So it's not, and then they spliced in the footage of him from his first TNA run. I appreciated that it wasn't mm-hmm. just, hey, I'm serious now, take me serious. It was, I'm serious because I don't like what I used to be. And now I have to destroy what I used to be to become who I should have always been. Yeah. A couple of quotes I wrote down. He said he looks in the mirror and he sees a reflection of failure. Points out, I'm not a failure. I won so many matches, so many titles here, and it doesn't mean Every anything. Every win came at the cost um, of his soul, he said. And I like that line too. Exactly. Exactly. And as you alluded to, he is here to destroy his past. And quite frankly, I am uh, ready to see what one Ethan Carter III has to uh, show us. And that was another sure. quote, that I, had, that was another quote that I had, too, that he uh, said at the end. When he said, the past is just a story. It has no control over you. Oh, that was a good line. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And we go from EC3 promo straight to the... Uh-oh. You there? Caleb? Okay. I'm still here. You scared me for a second. Sorry, bud. But we go, uh, we go immediately to Moose, the TNA World Heavyweight Champion, even though didn't know that belt was licensed, but cool, whatever. Uh, he puts himself over, says, hey, that match, like, I beat, I beat Falabot, a.k.a. Panda Boy, in like 30 seconds, right? And he won't comment about EC3. There's no interest in commenting about that. But he does get interrupted. He does by Heath, who unfortunately we didn't find laid out with a bunch of crackers and juice boxes by Such his a side. Opportunity. But he, yes, yes, but Heath mentions that he was given a title shot by the Heath. DNA Championship Committee, which. 
Moose promptly points out doesn't exist. Oh, oh yeah, I was saying, he doesn't have a he doesn't again, have an Impact Wrestling contract, but he does have a TNA contract. He says, yeah, yeah he has a TNA contract. Yes, um, that the championship committee gave him. But as Moose points out, and it's funny how delusion works because in Moose's mind, he is the TNA World Heavyweight Champion, but also in Moose's mind, the TNA Championship Committee doesn't exist. So that's Something. Yeah, it doesn't really it doesn't really work, but I kind of don't care because Moose is so good at what he does anyway. Well, also, like, it's okay that it doesn't work. It doesn't make sense because he's a yeah. heel. It only has to make sense in his mind. <laughs> Let's see here. Oh, next up we had uh, Kimberly oh, versus. Yeah, uh, I just don't want to cut you off. You the knockouts changing. Let's say you forgot one thing, and uh, Demore says, oh, "Yeah, yes. I say Demore comes out at the end." And he uh, tells Heath that, you know, he, he likes his style and that he may not have the contract yet, but that he'll have his match with Moose next week. And if he wins, there'll be a roster spot for him and impact. I like it. It reminds me of an angle I saw someone in four years ago. <laughs> but uh... Oh, one more thing, too. If this, if this doesn't work out yeah. and Heath loses to Moose, I want Heath's gimmick to just be that he's only ever teamed with animals. And him try to recruit Moose. Because he's now teamed with Slater Gator. He's teamed with Rhino. And now he has to team with a Moose. And we just need Heath the Animal Hunter. Oh, you know what makes it even better? Um, is that while, yes, he has tagged with Justin Gabriel, Justin Gabriel went on to be the Darewolf. And the Rabbit. Wasn't he the bunny? Or that was the rumor? For Adam Cole? Yeah, he I mean, was the Adam bunny. Cole. For, uh, Adam, yeah. Adam Cole doing that same stuff would be funny. <laughs> Adam Cole Bunny. Sorry. Um oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Who who'd have thought we'd been we'd be making an Adam Rose reference in 2020? But I like that I I would love to see Heath Slater and Moose team up. And honestly, I would love to see Heath Slater, Moose, and Rhino in a stable. Heath and his, uh, but Heath the zookeeper. Yes, but next up we had Kimberly versus Deanna. Not much going on here. Kimberly was trying to submission wrestle, and you know there were there were times where she got the better of her. Uh, Deanna Peraza tried the old arm break spot that Shayna Baszler was was doing uh, and did throughout her NXT tenure. Didn't quite land. But got enough now, of I don't it. One thing. Sorry, I don't know. If, I don't know if this is just because this is the first like women's match that I actually paid attention to really since we've been watching. Um, but I, I like mm-hmm. this a lot. I like the way that Kimberly went right after her as soon as the bell start. As soon as the bell rang, because when you have a yeah. heel like Perazzo and she's that dominant and that vicious, you got to take it to her right away. And I thought that was a good way to start the match. Yeah. Yeah, you got to run a full court press on her, um, but. <laughs> One thing that commentary kept railing on that I just, I hate it because it's a harbinger of things to come. I'm sure it is. They kept talking about TNA or knockouts tag team titles. And I do not want to want to see them bring back the knockouts tag division. It doesn't make any sense to me. I really don't. Um, I think that's another thing we agree with. I don't. Yeah, I don't see yeah. that. Uh, Deanna, and again, this match was fine. I'm not, you know, trying to like poo-poo on the match or anything. I, I was entertained. But, you know, we're a short-form podcast. So, anyway, um, Deanna wins with the Fujiwara armbar. Jordan Grace immediately comes out, who we were told has, like, a separated shoulder or something, whatever Deanna said. But, anyway, that she was banged up, that she was in trouble. Jordan immediately comes out, but she's wearing a sling. I'm like, oh, no, what's going on here? And uh, she immediately takes the sling off and, uh, and the crowd, the holds crowd says nothing. Yeah, the crowd didn't do a damn um, thing. Shame on them. I want them. to go back to for one more second. Um, going all the way back to the beginning, Trey versus Eddie. I liked the match, but two things I did have an issue with were twice I noticed Trey pounding the corner or pounding the mat as if he was trying to get the claps going. And it's such a weird spot when you have yeah. literally no fans in the building. It really is. Uh, one thing I think uh, Impact should consider doing, even if you can't use stagehands or friends of wrestlers or whatever 
even if you just like pipe in noise from an invisible crowd, like we well, like we're seeing baseball doing. For you know example, what I would do? I think that would let's be have good. the people on Russell House if they're not wrestling, sitting around a TV, cheering, and then yeah. just play the crowd noise and pretend them at Russell House watching. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I hope that's how they explain away um, Kylie Ray not being on Impact or not not facing yeah. Diana. So yet is that she's still at Russell House? She can't leave because of this and all his fire outside the door. So yeah, yeah, the fiery abyss. Uh, still a great fun. Um, <laughs> oh, Katie Forbes uh, calls Sammy Callahan a fan because. Again, this man is like the essence of dirty bastard. Um, doesn't quite look like a your prototypical professional wrestler. Katie Forbes says something, something, my website. She wouldn't shut up about her website. Sammy Callahan, as she's leaving, says, oh, your website, huh? I'm sure the link's in the bio. <laughs> For you uh, old fogies who might be listening, that is an OnlyFans reference. Um. So after this, what do we got? Brian Myers. Right? Let's see here. The Myers package? Yeah, Brian Myers. Same, uh, same video package, uh, just letting us know that Brian Myers does, in fact, still exist. But I like I like the vocals over, like, like, behind him when they're showing him getting ready to train or whatever, yeah. where it's like, be a professional, trust the process. It seems like it's all these things where it's like, he should just appreciate being a good hand is kind of the message that I'm taking from it. And yeah. that he wants to be, mm-hmm. he wants to be more. Like I said, him, him and Michael Tarver, yeah. my dream main event. I'm still waiting on it. I'm sure Joey Janela would book it after what I saw him book this weekend. Um, uh, we could do a whole separate podcast on that, but I enjoyed GCW so much too. <laughs> I need to watch the rest of it. I really do. I uh, I'll just start- watch just a bunch of scrubs this weekend instead. Oh, this is, uh, spoilers: Zachary Wentz was in a death match with Alex Cologne, and his back got so jacked up. He was cut all over. Okay. So it, was, it was pretty good, though. The show was good. Yeah. And um, quick unrelated note, Ace Austin is working a GCW show on Sunday, August 2nd, for what it's worth. I don't worth. think I saw that, but I might check that out. Yeah, I believe I I believe I saw that on Twitter. Oh, okay. oh uh, Swinger offers Crazy Steve another young boy deal. <laughs> Crazy Steve actually takes him up on it, which tells us, okay, Steve's up to something. Well, because Crazy Steve, he first offered Crazy Steve to sleep on the bathroom floor, but, you know, Johnny Swinger's got a bladder control issue ever since that knee got dropped on his kidney in Shreveport, or his bladder, rather, in Shreveport. Yes. Yes. Yes, he did mention that. (laughs) Oh, my God. Johnny Swinger. And Steve says that that offer was for the monkey. Yeah. Ah, forget the monkey. (laughs) So Crazy Steve takes him up on it. Clearly, Crazy Steve is up to something. Cut to the Deaners. And um, Cody is on the floor. Apparently, at some point, Jake threw something besides... Well, I guess he would have to had to have thrown rock. But <laughs> Jake is snoring, keeping Cody awake. At some point, Cody like stirs a little. And Jake is awakened. <laughs> Cody a snorer and mind you I'm looking over to the left at at certain shots I'm looking over or pardon me to the right of Jake I'm like there's someone under the cover like what's what's going on I was wondering who that was going to be while all this was going but before we reveal that like Jake is accusing Cody of being the snorer Cody's like I don't snore you snore you woke yourself up with your snores Uh, eventually Dreamer um, pardon me. The uh, it, it works because he was sleeping. Um, <laughs> someone arises from under the covers to the right of Jake Diener, and it's Tommy Dreamer, the host. It's it's old leisure suit Larry Tommy. Is he Dreamer. still in the full suit? Right? And, um, I believe so. I'd have to go back if and check, but he, I believe he, he was. He been, but I feel like he was. Anyway, yeah. yes. Of course, Dreamer yells, match time! 
And then one of the deaners, I believe, says, like, are we going to do that now? He's like, no, I'm tired. <laughs> and then there's the so we cut to cartoon a, chicken. We cut to an animated, yeah, cartoon chicken to uh, show us the time lapse. <laughs> and the stipulation on this one, which, by the way, Alicia Edwards was the ref. It was Cody Deaner versus Cousin Jake. Loser leaves the that's bedroom. A, if that's the second Russell House match with a stipulation of a loser gets whatever, winner gets whatever, and I they all need to do this. That's how every dispute in Russell House. I agree. I, agree. Absolutely. I think Team Triple XL should have a match where the winner gets the last stake. Um, oh, speaking of Triple XL, real quick, I want to have a spot where it's very clearly, let's say, AC Romero under a blanket, and then it's or. And then mm-hmm. it's revealed to they pull back the blanket and it's actually Alicia or Kylie or vice versa, where you see the yeah. silhouette of either Alicia or Kylie, uh, Kylie and then they pull it back and it's under the blanket. Yeah. I think that's another spot I need. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, I think enough people from Impact retweet this. Uh, shout out Zach Wentz and Rohit Raju and many others that this could happen. <laughs> Uh, but I'm enjoying everything that they do with this. Absolutely. Oh, and then so I don't know if you got to the did you get to the match yet? I forget. When, so when the match is going on, at some point, Cody they're 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 still accusing each other of snoring. Jake says, "I have the perfect nose. I don't <laughs> snore." And then I missed. I think I missed the spot before it, but I know at one point he has him in something, and I wonder if they said something about a um snore or something. Because then he goes, "No, it's a chin lock." I didn't know if they were saying that. Yeah, was, no, but I heard him go. No, it's a chin lock. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alicia was asking, "Is that uh, a joke?" And he says, "No, it's a chin lock." Um, yeah, I missed the line before it. But... <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Oh, uh, Cody bows to Jake, and he wants Jake to do the same to him. It's just a trap to try and roll him up. Uh, gets a near fall. At one point, let's see here. Jake puts Cody in a submission of some sort mm-hmm. and Jake, Jake tells Alicia to ask him if, tell him to admit it, ask him to admit that he's the <laughs> snorer. Cody won't do it. <laughs> Eventually Cody loses. Jake wins. Um, what was the other note I had? Oh, here? and then is it, uh, Cody loses, Jake, Jake takes, Cody loses Jake, Jake takes wins. Cody's hat. I know at one point too, and puts it on. Yes. Yes. And Alicia goes to raise his hand and says, I don't know which Deaner you are. (laughs) Oh, man. Great stuff. I don't know which Deaner you are. (laughs) Cody lost the room. But he did. He did find a bus for what it's worth. So he says that'll do. Big RV that he finds. Which what a bus was doing. Who's I don't know what a bus was doing outside of the Airbnb, but who, yeah, it was like it was more like a big RV. But who do we think? Yeah, or a tour bus? Who do we think is going to be in that? Because it has to be somebody in that, right? You think? Um, can that just be where Abyss stays with his what, his fire? What if that is? Let's see. What if that is Sandman's bus? <laughs> yes, that works. I'm trying to. Or Sabu, or or Rhino, or any number of ECW alumni. Raven, I don't care. Uh, trying to think of who else would be good in the bus. What if it's uh, Bob Sparkplug Holly? He's got a bus now. I love it. I think... Uh, oh, you, you specifically want Spark Sparky yeah. Plug. You don't yes, necessarily yeah. want Hardcore Holly. Right. I, sh- I shouldn't mix the two. Just Sparky Plug. I love it. I love it. Uh, Shamrock is finally confronted by Sammy Callahan. Shamrock says, you know what? I'm leaving. I don't know when I'll be back. This immediately cuts to RVD and Katie Forbes um, confronting Sammy Shamrock Callahan. Is the, Shamrock is the second still... sad boy of the night now. We have Ethan Page and Ken Shamrock both being uh, very sad. Mm-hmm. It's. Uh, I hope uh, I hope they get better. Um. RVD says, like, hey, stay in your lane or whatever. And Sammy Callahan says, like, yeah, you you won't see it coming. <laughs> and I did not see it coming. I wish I didn't see it, period. But 
It's where we are. Uh, I oh. think this one gave you all sorts of mixed feelings, but we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. Katie is talking about, okay, so they're going out there and Katie's talking about how restricted and f- like heavily clothed she already is. Like she's showing everything except two nipples and a beaver. Like, yeah. Oh, but she also told all the, uh, the fan that was looking at her too before they go out. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Oh. So she does a, ca- a countdown. She kept, what, what did she keep saying? I don't remember. Like, yeah, or something. I can't remember. I don't know, something like that. But yeah, it was a very obnoxious countdown to the reveal. Mm-hmm. She counts it down, and all of a sudden, it's these pictures of Katie Forbes, which we've probably already seen. Yeah, she's probably wearing more but than Sammy than she is on TV at this point. But... Yeah. yeah. Um, Sammy Callahan is, has his head photoshopped onto her See, body. And he's saying, I'm a- at first this caught me off guard because I was like, how did he get his head on those pictures that quick? And then I was like, oh, yeah, he had the whole cocker gimmick. So I was like, that kind of fits. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he says, oh, look at me. I'm a beautiful princess, blah, blah, blah. That's exactly what Sammy Callahan sounds like, by the way. It's um, hashtag sexy Sammy. So, uh, yeah, says you, buddy. Um, so it looks That's like our official stats. It looks like we are on, yeah. Looks like we're on the cusp of another uh, of a Tammy Callahan and RVD program, and I'm not too upset about that. I certainly am not. Fine. I don't. I don't. Do I need to see it? No, but I don't know what else you do with Sammy right now, especially if Shamrock's going to be out for any length of time. So that's fine. I wonder if, like, maybe he just couldn't make a certain set of tapings in the near future, or what? But, but yeah. Oh hey, Rascal's Treehouse segment. It's Dez and Wentz, and Wentz says, "You know, man, I'm tired of being alone. Like, tired of it being the two of us. There's a void." And uh, Dez says, "Oh, you know, we got we got someone. We got a Power Ranger." <laughs> John, who was the Power that Ranger? That would be suicide. My favorite Power Ranger growing up. <laughs> yeah, suicide was also my favorite Power Ranger, and I, I used to love that his Megazord was. Man, it was just a giant curry man that would join with the other dinosaurs mm-hmm. to, or maybe maybe his Zord should have been a Luchasaurus. That's, that's maybe it should have been like a Zord. I, I, I need to check it out. I need to get on Twitter and Wikipedia. Two very trustable, tr- very reliable sources for for news, and figure out who is under the suicide gimmick right now because I still don't know. But by the way, they get high. Um, side at one at one point, Wentz convinces himself that AC Romero is under the suicide gimmick. <laughs> so that's kind of, that kind of works. What I said earlier with AC Romero under the bed sheet. But yeah, I and then know. suicide, and then suicide's uh, eating Chinese food with the mask on, or some some sort that, of that would be amazing. with the mask on. He he did at the end. You see him after he's uh, well, dude. He was after he's in the uh, circle with the two of them. You see suicide with just the mask on, uh, with the mask on, trying to put food through the mask, and that was pretty funny. Yes, yeah, that was very good. That was very good. I'm, I was gonna say you see him like taking. I, I'm assuming these guys use a bong. They they let on that they use a bong, but anyway, presumably doing bong rips uh, with the mask on. Yeah. Uh. So, uh, so yeah, that's, uh, something right there, man. Yep. Rich Swan, nothing much. Rich Swan interview. Uh, he does let us know we are, um, or pardon me. He lets us know Rich Swan is going to be in the impact zone next week. Rich Swan is now the third sad boy on the show. So I want, I want a group therapy session with Rich Swan, Ken Shamrock and Ethan Page. All talking about how sad. Yeah. You could use Dr. Stevie. Yes. That sounds perfect. Let's do it. Yeah. Or Dr. Shelby. WWE has main event. Rights. You can get Dr. Shelby on TV. Uh, it would be nice to use him, but I don't know if he's willing to burn a potentially burn a bridge. Um, 
<laughs> Main event time. Uh, that, my oh, only real note answer. here. Go ahead, sorry. What, what, sorry. what I missed, oh, no, what I, I missed. That we, uh, they run down what we're getting, which isn't a lot right now. Yeah, but we'll we'll review that afterwards, or re, uh, preview that afterwards. The only real note I have here, because it's it's a standard affair tag match, the faces have the advantage until Ace Austin shows up, then the heels get the advantage, and then Carl Anderson gives us the Doc Gallows hot tag, which about a minute later sets us up for a magic killer. The Good Brothers win, as we kind of figured they would, but. What do you think of that Good Brothers gear, bro? Because I, I love it. That's exactly what I had a note on. Uh, Gallows in tight pants and Anderson in the looser shorts. With a, a weird difference, but I guess it's kind of cool because they still very much look like a tag team, but they also clearly look different than they did in WWE. But still still similar characters, yeah. still a similar look, but at least they switched it up. I One of my pet peeves is when wrestlers switch companies and look exactly the same, sound exactly the same. That was something I'm big on. So. Mm-hmm. I am switching up a little bit. The only suggestion I would give to Carl Anderson is don't. Okay. Keep on the camo shorts. Do not switch to jean shorts because then you will look exactly like Jamie. Noble. Yeah. Jamie Noble boy. <laughs> Glad you made the reference. Uh, good brothers. win. after the match, Ace Austin wants to start a tr- start trouble, Reno scum gets the jump. They are quickly dispersed, taken care of. Ace Austin, once again, allows Madman Fulton to get the jump. Yeah, I like and the, then we I are like treated to a... Up in that horror movie monster kind of, like, rising up behind them. Mm-hmm. I always like that shot. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it's, it's one of those shots, if you can nail it, it's going to look yeah. amazing. Um. The, the brawl was pretty cool, man, going from the ringside area to uh, to the hall all the way outside. Uh, it's your standard affair, big guys against big guys, little guys against little guys. And I loved, okay, I loved the Luke Gallows big boot at the end that kicked the camera and sent us off the show. It was, that was weird to me, though, because I don't know how you follow up on that. I don't know where you go from there. If it's just kind of the end of the show, it's, I mean, I guess it's okay. It's different, but I don't know. It almost felt like that should have been more of a like, oh man, what did we miss? And I don't know that I got that feeling from that. Yeah, I, uh, I kind of see where you're coming from. They could have, I don't know. Hopefully they will enlighten us to the rest of it on next Tuesday. Speaking of next Tuesday. Here's our little preview. I know it's I know it's highly unlikely, but uh, I would like to see it finish on Talking Shop Mania, since you know Gallows and Anderson, Gallows <laughs> and Anderson are one tag team, and then you have uh, Sex Ferguson and Chad. Too bad, totally different people. So mm-hmm. I know I know Chad and uh, Ferguson um, have a match, but that shouldn't affect Gallows and Anderson at all. Yeah, yeah, because those are doppelgangers, man. Those are not the same people. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, they'll figure something out, or they'll just move past it, and I will be lightly perturbed, but be able to move It'll on. It'll be like EC- speaking like EC3 of three being signed or not being signed. Hmm. Yeah. So next week, first and foremost, we've got TJP and Paula Ba against the tag team of the X Division champion Chris Bay, and our official favorite wrestler of the podcast, Rohit Raju. We like it. We like anything with Rohit. So I love it. It should be good. Mm-hmm. We are certainly Rohit seekers, and we will let you know that every week. Mm. Whether whether or not Rohit finds his way on the show, we will let you know. We are Rohit seekers. Next up, title versus contract. Moose defending the TNA the TNA World Heavyweight Championship against Heath who's not only fighting for the unofficial championship, but also fighting for a contract in Impact Wrestling. Yeah, I don't know how, I don't know what they're going to do here, and I'm interested, because I think it could, obviously you keep, you keep Heath away uh, around either way, but I don't know, mm-hmm. do you just have him win the title and have Moose's reign them like that? Do you have EC3 cost him the title? Do you have, I don't know, I don't know what you do here. Do you have Moose just win and then Heath has to find a new way in? I don't know what you do, but it could be interesting. 
I think I think you hit the nail on the head with the second one. I think you should have EC3 run interference and cost Moose yeah. the title. But either way, you know, I'm I'm interested to see what happens there. Next up, Mo- Motor City Machine Guns interview. They're not wrestling, but we will have an interview with them for what it's worth. So hopefully that will set us up for, I would say, probably another rematch with the North. Yeah. Well, yeah, they told, I would say they mentioned that in passing too during the North thing that they do have the rematch clause. So we're going to definitely get that at some point, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yep. And uh, last but not least, Eddie Edwards open challenge for the Impact World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, real quick, just for fun, who do you think will challenge Eddie Edwards next week? Suicide. Suicide. Okay, suicide I like it. Um, no, if I had to give a real guess, um, I don't. I'm, I don't know. I'm trying to think of who you would have for that. So you maybe have one of the other rascals. Could you have either Desmond or Wentz maybe do it? I don't know. I don't know which one. Where you go with that? That's, that sounds really good. I would have suggested maybe one of Triple XL, but they're at Wrestle House. Well, everybody in Wrestle House um, is off limits. So, of course. What if you? What if you? Op- so, you know what you should oh. do. You should open with Moose and Heath. Heath loses. Eddie Edwards has the open challenge. I don't know if you have to be an Impact star, but have Heath come back at the end and win the Impact title. Screw it. Just do something shocking. Okay. Um, no, no. Do not put your title Absolutely. on Heath. Um, I want Heath as champ. Heath is champ. Heath, Heath versus Johnny Heath. Swinger for the Impact World Championship of Bound for Glory main event. Close 60. That's what the TNA. That's what the TNA belt nope. exists for. Is for silly crap like that. Nope. We John. need a sixty-minute. I want them to go abro- do a Broadway. Heath and Johnny Springer. All the buys. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I would watch it, but I'm not sure how happy I'd be. But folks, uh, oh, one of the rascals works. Um, I'm going to say Willie Mack. That'd be a good one. That'd be a good match, yeah. yeah we haven't seen a lot of him recently. Uh, I believe he's still there. I mean, I think he was at the tape. Well, so I don't know how out. many they taped. I don't know how many they taped in a shot, but I know he was there last week working the Bay match. So, and if they working next week, I he assume they were on the same sh- like they were the same set of taping. So, and how much mm-hmm. how much wrestle house and stuff should they, be they spliced in there? You'd imagine they got at least three or four weeks done at a time. I'd imagine, but. You would think so. Oh, yeah. just one last thing. Bay and Rohit. Um, that tag that tag match. I want them to be a tag team for a little while, and I want Rohit to keep getting the wins for them so that we could just do Rohit versus Bay at Down for Glory. And that, that'll be my parting thought for the week. I like it. I like it, but I would hold off. I would do it at the January That would be good, too. Give us that slow build, baby. Give them a, give them a tag title run of so- sorts, a small yeah. one. Um, <laughs> man, so that's uh, that's pretty much it. I right? think that's everything. We've been at this for nearly an hour. Um, we love you guys. We thank you for listening. And as promised by me to John, to all you anchor listeners out there, going to get a little bit of uh, our house on an outro. So goodbye. See you guys next week.